0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. What well, we do as the schedule comes out, as we look at the schedule, you do wins, losses, you talk about all that stuff, but you also talk about when is decision. When is this decision going to be made? Yeah, it does look beautiful out.
1: Yeah, it looks nice it outside. It does look beautiful out. It's so dark in here.
0: Sunny New York City in the morning here. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. We don't for get to change. see, though, what everybody that's watching on ESPN News gets to see, Bro, which we is do right here. the it's Brooklyn great. Bridge. Look. That's great. Well, we'd have to turn our backs the whole time. But wow. it is a beautiful, sunny day in New York today. Yeah, it
2: looks it, – will it stay that way? Did you ride your bike over to. this morning, Keith? No, you have to I have cold? some things to do afterwards, and um, I'm not riding around the city.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, why you look so aggressive? Like you got angry about the question. You were angry a couple of weeks ago where you said, I don't get a chance to ride my bike because it's always raining. Rainy. But I
2: didn't say that I wouldn't ride my bike today. I just didn't ride
0: it to work. Okay.
2: All right. And I'm not angry, so stop – selling that sir please thank you your tone sounds yeah you,
0: you have a little bit of an angry tone wow. like like an impatient yeah. tone yes and that's say- the
2: reason why people think what they think about me because of people like y'all
1: well because you're well, impatient what does y'all mean yeah who's this not y'all? sure where you're going <laughs> y'all i'm not sure where you're going <laughs>
0: Well, let's go here, uh, first and foremost, as the schedule is out. As somebody
2: said the other day. Uh Uh-oh. No, somebody said the other day I was, oh, uh, profiling. Here's a guy who's profiling another person in the store, profiling him. I was like, people just. I can't. I can't keep up. (laughs)
0: People are so crazy, man. Oh, God. The world just, we live in. Just learn to laugh. Learn to laugh at it. Um, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, we want you to do. So, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh is going to join us from ESPN Daily Wager in, in about 10 minutes, and we'll talk about different spreads and futures, props, everything else about the NFL season. So, if you want to ask him, pick his brain about where maybe you want to lay your money, this is a good time to do that. So, get on the line right now. But... You know, we are talking about the NFL and the schedule and we look at the Browns schedule and we look at the Browns as a team that we think, are they that team that takes a step this year, right? Do, do we anticipate it's time now for the Browns? Last year sort of arrived, this year time to take a step? Yeah, it's a
2: second year. It's a, it's a, look, it's a second year in a in a new offense, mm-hmm. a new system, with a new coaching staff and front office. They're going to grow. Kevin Stefanski came over from Minnesota, brought his package, Baker Mayfield got better. If they hold on to OBJ, which it sounds like they will, he's going to be healthy, he will add something to him. Um, and just the growth. If even if they even if they don't make it to the Super Bowl or don't make it to the AFC Championship game, you want to see them grow and be competitive. You don't want to see They'll take a step back where all of a sudden they look like they look two years ago. You want to see them just
0: continue oh, yeah. well, trend to get up. better.
2: Trend up. Where you'll sit there, you go, wow, they took Kansas City down to the brink. What if they lose in the first round? But who are they drawing? Where is it at? What did it look like when they lost? Did they win the division? All of that sort of stuff. What, where will they be when the season is over? Mm-hmm. You see,
1: I, I think it's championship or bus. For Cleveland. I think Cleveland's wow. in that category. No, I, think, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, explain think, why. I, think, I think moving forward, I mean, granted, there's a small margin for them to uptick on what they did last year, but I mean, look at the, once again, look at the names and, and look at the pressure that puts on Baker Mayf- Mayfield to continue to be that player for this organization. We've had multiple people come on our show and say, this team can win a Super Bowl. Like, those expectations will continue. To build the pieces over are there course for of the offseason. We were going to talk about well, what were they missing one last year last year? Well, they were missing a really big physical wide receiver. A guy like OBJ, you can catch those 50-50 balls. Okay. Like you've retooled the defense. Jadavian Clown. Okay. Like Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, he's coming. They're getting ready. Like they're in that upper echelon. Like, why are we not talking about the Browns? Like, they're not in their upper echelon with the Bills and with Kansas City. Well, that, that, That's who we're expecting them to compete with. And that leads Everybody me- else is in championship or bus mode. Well, well that leads me to this, too.
0: The look at the schedule. And, you know, we, what we learned, by the way, by doing Market Madness, and what I love about it is we are learning about different markets. And we learned about Cleveland that Baker Mayfield is now their, their favorite son. They talk about Baker Mayfield, like like the reaction to us saying, if you're Cleveland, do you call about Aaron Rodgers? Of course you do. And Cleveland apparently said, no, no, you don't. You don't touch Baker. That's our guy. We don't want Aaron Rodgers. So with that in mind, consider their schedule and where we could be. And we mentioned this earlier in the show when they play the Steelers. All right. In week, uh, week eight, they play at Kansas City to start the season. That's tough. But then it's Houston, Chicago, at Minnesota, at Chargers, Arizona, and Denver. <laughs> But see,
2: what they I could was be saying, six and one. Yes. Don't don't dismiss Chicago. Don't dismiss Minnesota, and don't dismiss the Chargers, well, especially because at they Minnesota. Had, as they you had know. bad years just because they had Chicago. I mean Minnesota and the All Chargers right. didn't play
0: Key, well. I know what you're doing, but just play. Al- just I know. I, I completely understand. Just play along, though, because the point is, is Baker Mania. Let's call it could be at its peak going into the game against Pittsburgh. Could be, is what I'm saying. And at that is when the expectations, like you're saying, Jay, could then start to ramp up to, hey, this
1: team's 6-1. They're going up against the Steelers. They win that game 7-1. You know, when do we start talking about them as that team? Let's even take it a, a step further, Alan. Like, what bucket do you put the Browns in? Are they in the upper echelon of the AFC? Remember when the Steelers were like undefeated, but we didn't buy it? Yes. All right, know, so are we putting them in the same bucket with the Bills? The Browns and the Bills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would put Is, them in the same bucket. It, aren't the expectations of the Bills to win a Super Bowl?
0: Well, I see, again, there's I the mean, obviously, Chiefs, can't, well, can't, okay, but there's another both,
1: both of these teams competed down the stretch against Kansas City, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's okay, why. Okay, so you see it, you're like, we could beat those dudes. Like, I I don't, it, even if it's, it's just, two buckets, though. The I Chiefs love, are in one bucket.
2: I love being on this show with y'all because I, I just can't get into the unrealistic part of it. We keep forgetting. The other teams have gotten better. You just said Kansas City is going to go undefeated. I understand. (laughs) What are you (laughs) 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 talking (laughs) about? But but Kansas, and I also said Kansas City is in a whole other world and everybody else. They're in a different bucket. They're in a way different bucket. I agree. They're not in a bucket. They're in a damn trash can. (laughs) So let's not, forget about that, Jay. (laughs) Now I'm progressive. But let's not forget about that. But those other teams out there are going to get better. We still don't know what Denver's going to do. I honestly think that the New England Patriots got a whole lot better than they did a year ago. Oh, a way better football team than they were a year ago. People keep pointing to Cam Newton. Cam Newton was sorry last year. Cam Cam Newton didn't play with nobody. He had COVID. All of those sort of things. They've gotten so much better. But Bill Belichick is probably saying, shh, don't say anything right now. We don't know what the Miami Dolphins endgame is going to be, and they were not a bad football team. They drafted well. We think they're gonna probably be better. So when you start saying that Cleveland is a Super Bowl bust team, I push back no, on that. All right, let me, but because let me, the
0: Ravens have gotten better. But let me clarify though. What I'm clarify what what I'm not talking about, what I'm saying is by this point in the season, because of the schedule, right? By looking at their schedule, that would be the conversation because A, that market loves Baker, right? Yes. The Browns are as good as they've been in decades. And if you look at the schedule, and the schedule does not include New England that you mentioned, does not include the Ravens, does not include Miami, it doesn't include Buffalo. These teams that you're saying, well, we got to measure it against them. They're not going to see them yet. So my point is, it's not necessarily about legit Super Bowl contender. But as we know, the hype machine grows. And when you're 6-1 and one going into a game against a rival in a division like Pittsburgh— that could be where it, the, the mania, the Baker mania, well, really takes its even you it's not even,
2: Allen, you, you don't even need to go into the schedule. The hype has already started in winning offseason. The hype has started when you decided that Trev- Trevor Lawrence, when you decided that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be your quarterback of the future in, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. When you made the decision that that's not the direction you're going, that now put the expectations and the hype on what the Cleveland Browns feel about their team.
0: Do you think you like regardless of whether they are 6 and 1 7 and 1 at that point which the schedule if you look at it you could argue it and maybe if they did a power index they might even tell you percentage wise uh what it would take to get to that but I just look at it as a team we don't normally talk about at that level we could be at that point talking about them at that level like Jay is saying putting them in the same bucket as the Bills well, as his, that uh, the team that will push the Chiefs
2: I think historically they they're going to be one historically they were bad then they got good this past year and they will be one of the teams in the end that will be hovering around trying to play against Kansas City in the AFC Championship, man. They will be one of those teams. Okay. I mean, And, that's but, and one of, of those point. teams will be a Buffalo, a New England, depending on what Denver gets, Cleveland, Baltimore. I'm, I Pittsburgh lost too much. I'm just not, you know. Yeah, they look like that. They look like, yeah, they just right, – Are you, still, are you, over are you, are you that
1: high on Baltimore? I mean, Baltimore. It's a big year for them. Yeah, well, I, I know. I know you rave about Bateman. I understand that. Big proving. Like, of are, are we putting Baltimore, considering the season we saw last year from Lamar Jackson, in the same category as the Browns or the Bills? I am. Yeah. Okay. I I, I, I feel am. like they're they're maybe in that bucket, but they're the last team in that bucket. Because yeah. Lamar
2: bought last year. Lamar didn't have an MVP season because he set the bar so high. But Lamar still bought last year, despite not having. A crazy amount of weapons on the perimeter for him. He's still still bald.
0: say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six to get in line on some calls. Um, Let's get to Ashton in Ohio real quick on the. uh, We're doing either hype or panic when it comes to the season. Ashton. So how's it going, man? Good.
2: Pretty good, man. Hey, man, I'm a uh, diehard Eagles fan, man. Our first half of our schedule free. You say what? I feel for you. Yeah, man. I know, man. Our first half of our schedule is pretty tough, man. Listen, we
1: play, we play the Falcons, yep. Niners, man. And that ain't as
0: bad. Then at Dallas, then the Chiefs. Chiefs
1: at Panthers, then yeah. the Bucks. Wow. At Raiders?
2: Yeah, man. That That's about where I'll hit that panic button, man. We played <laughs> the Chiefs and then boom. The Panthers, man. I, I mean, they ain't, they ain't the best right now on paper, but you never know how that would pan out for them. You know what I mean? With Darnold and the, the new coaching and all that, you know. But, man, that's about where I'll hit that panic button at, man, because when you play the Bucks and the Chiefs, you know, play the Chiefs and
1: then you take a week off and then play the Bucks. I mean, dang, dang, man. Man, this can get ugly for Jalen Hurts really quick.
0: No,
2: yeah, y'all toast, man. It's all right. Just look yeah, for the future. We, will you get, you're down, will you get,
0: it
1: get ugly for
2: Jalen
0: Hurts really quick? Will you get to Halloween without it being like Panic City for Philly? Like, I don't F- think so, F- right? really you're, you're- toast,
2: man. Yeah. It's all a right. wrap. Like, Howie Rose, we
1: should have gotten the quarterback.
0: Hey, we'll yeah, but have back on around. Wins on the They're Eagles. Let's bring in Joe Fortenbaugh from uh, Joey. ESPN Daily Wager right now. Joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Joe, good morning.
3: How are you? Gentlemen, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, it's great to have you. So the schedule comes out. I mean, how quickly do you go to spreads, odds, you know, over-unders, all that stuff the minute it comes out?
3: Oh, right to it. A couple nights ago, before the schedule was released, uh, the NFL gave everyone a sneak preview with what week one was going to look like, and Vegas reacted in kind and put point spreads and and totals up for everything. So you've been able to bet week one for the last two days. You've been able to bet win totals for a while now. People are sharpening up with that because they've taken a look at the schedule. I heard you guys talking about Philadelphia. Their win total is seven. I'd bet the under there. And I'm from from the Philadelphia area. I love the Eagles. But you look at this schedule, number one, Keyshawn can talk about this. You don't get a bye until, what is it, week 13 or week 14? That's brutal Mm -hmm. for an NFL player to have to wait that long to get the off week, especially in a 17-week season eric 17 game season and if you look at the schedule i wouldn't be surprised if they're an underdog in each of the first seven games each of the first seven you might be able to make the case that they go to the raiders i think it's week seven and maybe they're the favorite there if it all falls apart for the raiders but it's still a road game they might be an underdog in the first seven like he said it's a wrap man i played the under on that seven win total
1: what team has the best value in their win total
3: Best value? Well, if you want to bounce around a little bit, there's some interesting situations as you try to break down where the win totals are at right now and how some of these teams look coming off their schedule. I would jump to the NFC West and I would also jump to the AFC South if you're looking for value. One of the spots I would play the under is on Tennessee. Their win total is nine and a half. Now, a lot of people would look at that and say, you're crazy. Mike Rabel's done a great job. He has. But there are some metrics that point to this team being a bit overvalued. Number one, they're 11-5 and five last year. All right? But they had a point differential of plus 52. That is differential is more indicative of, say, a 9-win team than an 11-win team. So they overperform the expectation a little bit. They were also 7-2 and two in one-score games. One-score games are basically one-possession games, games decided by eight or fewer points. Over a large enough sample size, you should be 500 in one-score games, right? Sometimes you make the game-winning field goal. Sometimes you miss it. Sometimes you turn it over in the red zone at the end of the game. Sometimes you force the turnover. You should be about 500. So any team that performs well above – 500 or well below 500 you can expect some statistical regression and seven and two in one score games to me points to a team that very well could have some regression coming. They lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, to Atlanta. He's the new head coach there. Derrick Henry's carried the ball 782 times over the last two years. That wear is going to catch up at some point. And if you look at Tennessee, they don't have a bye week until week 13. The seven games before the bye, hosting Buffalo, hosting Kansas City, at the Colts, at the Rams, hosting the Saints – Hosting the Texans, that's a win, and then at the Patriots. That is a brutal stretch right there.
2: Yeah, the NFC West is loaded, I guess. Everyone's jumping up and down about the NFC West. We obviously
3: got to wait till the season starts. But what jumps out to you about the NFC West? Seattle's the type of team I think that's a little overvalued. Their win total's at 10. I would play the under there. It's very difficult when you're betting against Russell Wilson, but when you comb through the schedule, they're an underdog in week one at the Colts. Russell Wilson's covered the point spread in just three of his nine games played in week one. You're going to go to Indianapolis. That team has a very good defense. Week two, you're hosting the Titans. Maybe you win that game. So be it. Week three, you're at Minnesota. Now, some people would say, all right, Seattle wins that game. Minnesota's going to be better this year. That's a team to look to look to betting on rather than betting against. They had a bad defense last year. Mike Zimmer acknowledged it, said it was the worst defense he's had in his entire NFL career, which goes back to the early 90s. So they went out and they signed Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander. They're going to be better. They already have a top 10 offense. And that's their first home game of the season. And it's going to be a packed building. It's been two years since that building was packed. And that's a big home field advantage. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings win that game. Um, you work your way through the schedule, they're going to get the Saints who are coming off a bye. They get the Jaguars when the Jags are coming off a bye. There are a lot of tricky spots in there. There's always a lot of travel when you're coming out of the Pacific Northwest. And again, Seattle's a team that has some statistical anomalies that should regress to the mean. They've been 19-6 and six in one-score game since 2019. 76% of the time they win a one-score game. Eventually that house of cards is going to tumble. I'd bet the under on the Seahawks.
0: As you talk about the different divisions, obviously the NFC North, you know, you, you figure out what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and uh, um, for the other teams there as well. I, Minnesota's that sneaky team, as you know, as you just mentioned so well. But in the NFC also, the, the East, NFC East was, uh, was awful really last year. But with Dak Prescott coming back with the Cowboys, I mean, are they the team that, you would, uh, that you're looking at there? I mean, what is a team in the NFC East that you would say if you're going to take an over, you would take it with that team?
3: All right, so I mentioned under on Philly at the top when I came on. I'd say if you look at the rest, Washington is a team that's very, very promising to me. Um, You've got a very good head coach in Ron Rivera. You have a top 10 defense from last year that looks like it should be as good, if not better, this season. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to get everyone all worked up, but look at the quarterback situation last year from Haskins to Heineke to Alex Smith. There were a lot of interesting stories there. Alex Smith's a great story, but again, it's not like he's the Alex Smith from five years ago. There's a gruesome injury he was trying to come back from. Fitzmagic at least gives you some stability at the position, right? He gives you some veteran leadership. He's a good decision maker. He can hold the position down. He's not the guy of the future, but he can hold it down for you. And he's got an arsenal around him that's very underappreciated. So Washington would be a team that I would look to the over on. I think they're the front runners to win the division. I know a lot of people would think I'm crazy with that. And I think in week one, if you're looking for a good bet, Take Washington plus one and a half against the Chargers. Huge coaching discrepancy here. Ron Rivera has covered the week one point spread in five of the last seven years. And in 10 years as an NFL head coach, his defense is giving up 15 points per game in week one. His defense is always ready to play in week one. And he's got a great defense in Washington this year. Meanwhile, the Chargers have Brandon Staley as their head coach. Now, he might turn out to be good, but he's never been a head coach before. He's only had one year as a coordinator. It was as a defensive coordinator for the Rams last season. His team's coming across the country for the early start time. I think Washington should be a favorite in that game. I'd play them to win it.
0: And also, week one, looking at Bears and Rams, so two defenses. The over-under is at 45.5. I mean, that seems it screams under, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, that's exactly where I am as well. I think there's two or three point spreads or totals that jumped off the page at me for week one when the numbers hit the board. That was one of them. Whether it's Dalton or Justin Fields, I don't see how that offense is going to have a lot of success on a consistent basis, matriculating the ball up and down the field against the Rams defense. The Rams were number one in scoring defense, number one in total defense last year, led by Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I mean, they're stacked. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to be the number one defense this year, but they're still going to be very, very good. And whether it's Dalton, who, let's be honest, we know what his ceiling is, or it's Justin Fields as a rookie making his debut, I think it's going to be difficult for Chicago to score. Now, on the flip side, Matthew Stafford takes over for Jared Goff with the Rams. I think that offense has gotten better. Maybe there's a learning curve. Maybe there's some growing pains. Again, the Bears' defense not chopped liver. They're not elite like they were a few years ago, but they're still a very good defensive unit. And if the Rams get up in that game, you know they're gonna to want to run the football. I'd play under forty five and a half.
0: Joe Fortenbaugh joining us from ESPN Daily Wager going over the schedule for the NFL release yesterday. We do have calls for you, Joe, eight 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 ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Reed is in West Virginia with a question for you. Go ahead, Reed
2: morning, Joe, I hear you're picking uh, Washington to repeat after 16 years never repeating the NFC East, and I wanted to check on what you thought on the Giants
0: over and under.
3: I think the Giants are getting better. There are question marks around Daniel Jones, obviously, but the Giants have a sneaky good defense, and we saw them get really, really good in the back half of the season last year. So defensively, they're in pretty good shape. Saquon Barkley's coming back. Joe Judge was a rookie head coach last year. You have to figure stepping in the year two, he's going to be in a better situation when it comes to game management, game preparation, and all that good stuff. The team went out and they found some more weapons for Daniel Jones. I do quietly as an Eagle fan, love how the birds jumped over him in the draft to take Devontae Smith and then the Giants panicked and had to trade back and ended up I don't know if I would call
1: that panic, Joe. Let's calm down. Panic, David okay? Gettleman has never <laughs> yeah.
3: traded back in the history of his NFL career and he traded back there. That's panic, my friend. That is panic. Now, of course, the Eagles Sounds aren't even like going to win seven guy. games, so I don't know why I'm getting all that excited <laughs> about it. But for the Giants, it's all going to come down to Daniel Jones. So I haven't made a bet on a win total one way or another, but if you asked me what I was going to do with the Giants, I'd play more towards the bullish side than the bearish side. Really? I think they're headed in the right direction. Joe, quick
1: question on the Giants. Over under 11 INTs for Daniel Jones this year.
3: Over. Oof. Uh, yeah, but I mean, first gut instinct would be over. He should be getting better. Uh, obviously, you add the 17th game to the equation as well. I'd probably play the over there.
0: It's, it's more turning the ball over and more fumbles than it is interceptions for him. But, Joe, great stuff. Thanks so much for your time this morning.
3: Hey boys, just so everyone knows, we're doing a special daily wager schedule release on the radio tonight. It's gonna Ooh. be 9 p.m. Eastern to eleven PM Eastern. Me and Chris the Bear Felica, we're gonna preview some NBA playoffs, some NHL playoffs, the Preakness, all that good stuff tonight on ESPN radio.
0: Awesome. Ooh. Thanks, my man.
3: Thanks, fellas. Have all a great right, day. Joe. All right, bro. Right,
0: again, you can also hear Joe on Game Day on ESPN radio Saturdays from one to four PM Eastern on ESPN radio. So the Clippers and Lakers yeah. talking about NBA. Not the only L.A. team searching for a basketball title in L.A. We'll discuss that after Key has this from Vivid Seats.
2: I think we got enough titles in L.A. Enough, really? Really. The 2021 NFL schedule is officially released, which means the NFL season is around the corner. Live events are making a comeback, and there's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to get back into all the action. So grab your NFL tickets and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Man. We can finally go to games. That feels great to finally say we can go watch the Patriots if we choose to. We can go watch the Giants, Jay. I know you want to go sit in those seats in the cold. The Jets fly down to New Orleans. Check out my nephew, Michael Thomas. Even come back to L.A. with me and check out the Rams. Maybe we'll do that. Even better. Earn up to 9% cash back with Vivid Seats rewards. Visit VividSeats.com. Or download
4: the app today. Visit Seats, experience it live. Hey, it's Greeny and Thursday. We're looking back on the entire NFL schedule, figure out who's going where, and we will talk about football, baseball, and more with the great Bob Costas. He's live with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus.
5: When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails?
4: Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta,
5: tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Sound just sports center right now with Alan Hahn and the Knicks. Oh, look at the excitement. Go New York, go New York, go. They clinched a playoff spot. How the Celtics lost, <laughs> whatever way. That's okay. We'll take- Thank you, Boston. For the first time since the 19th, since the 19th, since 2012 13th season, the Knicks are in the playoffs, not the play in
1: key. Not like the Lakers. Oh, yes, it means they avoided the play-in tournament. You mean a team that won a championship last year? That's who you're. Yeah, going they're to slide in the at? play.
0: They're in the play-in tournament. Okay. They're going to have to earn their way to the playoffs. The Knicks are sixth in the East. The Nets—they're also in the playoffs, and they have James Harden back, and he helped them beat the Spurs one twenty-eight, one sixteen. It was Harden's first huh. game since April fifth. First game off the bench since April of twenty twelve. He finished with 18 points and 11 assists in his first game back. Are you kidding me? I told y'all, man. Y'all was the hating. Nets on are 28 and 7 when he plays. Garrett Cole dominant. The Yankees beat the Rays 1-nothing. Cole's fifth start of the season with 10 strikeouts and zero walks, already the most in a season in Yankee history. Cole has now struck out 56 batters since his last walk. That's dominant. SportsCenter brought to you by Capital One. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings account and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere, choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking. Reimagine what's in your wallet. Terms apply. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC.
4: The WNBA is on its way back. Playing
6: basketball in a pandemic looks like this. No mask, no six feet apart. To put yourself in harm's way is a scary decision. We are dedicating this season to Breonna Taylor. The unity that we were able to experience was something that we won't forget and we can lean on as we move forward. I would do it all over again because it's bigger than me, it's bigger than my teammates.
0: And that's what we want more basketball. And what Key wants is more championships in LA. Shanae Ogumuke joins us right now on the Goodyear hotline to talk some WNBA, some basketball, and a documentary. Shanae, you up early?
1: She up early?
6: And I definitely have early person voice. Uh-oh. So good morning,
0: fellas. What's oh, up, me Too, you hear the early morning voice. Don't, I'm glad you're not even trying to fake it, though, Sinead. That's how you're supposed to. It's kind of
6: sexy, though, right? Like, hello, guys. How we doing?
0: <laughs> don't get me. I can't. <laughs>
6: give I mean,
2: yeah, no. get yeah, me in trouble we're on the, to, National Airways. We're now. trying
1: to stay on the air, not <laughs> get really off classy? the air. He try hit us in the sexiness joint. I can't. Can't go there.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's all good. Give us a little insight on 144 as well as the process on the executive producer credit on this documentary.
6: Hey, Key, um, it's just been an amazing journey. And you know, when I, when I started playing basketball at the age of 10, I never thought that it would take me to Stanford university. And when I got to Stanford, I never thought that it took me, it would take me to the WNBA. And now this platform, especially, you know, with the WNBA now it's ESPN and an executive producer role. And so, for me it just has been the biggest blessing. It's been a privilege to shepherd the story of my sisters in the WNBA. Um and yeah, it's been it's been it's amazing because it's 144 and that's the number of players in the WNBA. It's a it's a small number so it really truly feels like family. And so this documentary and y'all like we got this greenlit before right before the season started. We did not know what would transpire. We did not know what we'd be able to be a fly on the wall and capture. And what we did capture was not only a team crowned as a champion in the middle of a pandemic, but also, you know, the women leading as advocates for their communities, especially in the social justice movement. So like, it's just amazing to be able to have, you know, the teamwork here at ESPN, also the WNBA, most importantly, the trust of my sisters in the W to be able to be comfortable with the camera. And it's so funny because I talked to them, they're all like, Oh, you know, when it was in the bubble, because y'all know I wasn't in the bubble. And people would, like, talk about, oh, there's a camera there. And so I was like, oh, don't worry. That's just Shanae doing her little thing, (laughs) you know? And so um, being an executive producer on this project, my goodness, it is a grueling job. So shout out to all the filmmakers out there. But my goodness, like, this is our baby, and it's beautiful. And I think a lot of people will see the human experience that these athletes went through on top of pushing through and persevering and still crowning
0: a champion. And it premieres tonight, 9 o'clock on ESPN, and Shanae's not only a, a Los Angeles Sparks forward, she's also obviously co-host of and Golick, Jr. on ESPN Radio. So, Shanae, you understand that as you're uh, doing the job of, of discussing uh, the, the documentary, uh, I was supposed to intro you with a whole explanation of it, but we were doing the casual conversation, bring you in, smile, laugh, all that <laughs> thing. And so, as you know, in my ear I'm being told, make sure you intro properly, so... ESPN Films Mm -hmm. is debuting the latest documentary, 144, about the unprecedented 2020 WNBA season in the bubble. That is tonight. Again, as I mentioned, 9 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. After COVID-19 pandemic shut down sports, many leagues were forced to figure out how to save their seasons. The WNBA created a single site in the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, where 144 players across 12 teams played 147 games from July to October and one of the executive producers, again, Shanae Ogumuke, who joins us right now. So, again, thank you for that part of it. And now I'll let Jay talk to you.
1: Well, I, I look forward to watching it, Shanae. You've always been multifaceted that way. You've never just been on-air talent. You've always had an eye for the business side of it and production. But i got to bring back something you said the other day on your show on Shanae and Golick Jr. We said you had to remove all your toenails. What, can you please break this down for me? Okay. Like, what, what is going on with oh. this? Oh, yeah, for sure. That, okay. That's a, that's a strong job. statement. You know what I mean?
6: Someone is lying on me. You talking about my toe? Someone is so, so, someone is lying on me. Okay. So what happened? Anytime a season starts, so you know I'm in the grind. Jay, you know what that is. Yes. K, you know that what, uh, what that is. And so, for some reason, right before the season starts, I lose a big toenail. Like it just is like your girl is working, cutting, pivoting. And so it was not all my toes. Okay. It was one toenail. And that has become symbolic. Of the season starting, so yeah, I have nine. To, well, I don't know how many how you count toes on your, whatever. I'm missing one, and that's great because it's a sign of your girl putting in work. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Key what face right Big, now big toe, the, like what? She like like said
1: the, the big toe. The big toe. The right it's foot. It's the big toe. Not left, left, left foot. Big toe. Toes are important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like So how do you do that in L.A., though, Sinead? Like, do you still are you still wearing the sandals when you out? Oh boy. You are not nothing open toes. No, 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 no it, it, open toes now. No.
6: Uh-uh. It's, it's sneaker season out here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith's face right there yes, because <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> you are just now you are no though. I don't I can't Shanae I
2: can't no I'm gonna pass on that but now <laughs> you're getting ready to <laughs> team back up with little sis or is it big sis big sis yeah big sis you're getting ready to team back with her for the second time now what are we bring it to the table second season with her you reuniting
6: Come on now, this is L.A. all day. We're trying to bring a championship out here. We just saw the Lakers unveil their championship banner. The Dodgers just got their rings a few weeks ago. And so that's the energy, and that's the standard of what it is to be a professional athlete, you know, uh, out here in Los Angeles. Now we have a different team, and I think a lot of people probably might not have the same expectations. But let me tell you this, as a professional athlete – Training camp is never usually fun. It's like, dang, this is where you got, like, to get the kinks out, all that stuff, and you're working and sweating and getting back to your top shape. This was probably the most fun training camp that I've ever been involved in. Y'all know my coach is Derek Fisher. Big Sis is obviously the captain of our team. We've got Christy Tolliver back after winning a championship with the Mystics, and, you know, she already won one with LA with my sis. And so we have a new young core, and we're small – even though like people think I'm big when I walk around ESPN they're like oh Chinasa so tall like when you put me next to WNBA people are like I'm not the tallest out there we're small but I think our small ball will go crazy this year so I'm really excited made it through training camp and this was probably the most fun training camp we had because we had a lot of people committed to each other and working and so the season tips tomorrow I can't believe I'm finally saying this so we got the we got the film tonight the season tomorrow and I'm ready to get back to the court and get to work.
0: That sounds like an exciting time. So okay, you talked about championships. The Lakers did unveil their banner uh last night. So most likely to win a title this year. Lakers again, Clippers or Sparks. Wait, what'd you say? Or the Sparks? Or the Sparks, yeah. We gotta you gotta pick one. Who's gonna do it? And this will be guaranteed it's going on, on social now. media, like, it's you, going you, everywhere. You
6: talk- Yeah, it sparks. Like this is it's in our DNA. Like that's we step on the floor. That's what we're trying to do. Now, if I could not pick the sparks, I'm probably. uh, I kind of like I kind of like how the Clippers have flown under the radar Mm -hmm. and uh, this entire year. But you're not a Clipper fan, so come on now. It's okay, right? And they keep sending me jerseys, and I'm like, oh, I love them, but yeah, I don't know if I can wear a rocket (laughs) exactly. Uh, I'm Lakers. It's still Lakers world. Uh, You know, we saw what Anthony Davis was capable of when he's playing at his prime uh, just a few days ago. Right. And so, you know, LeBron James knows how to turn it on when those two are playing their best basketball. It's hard to beat them, so I got them coming out the west if they're playing their best and they're both healthy. I feel like um,
0: if Anthony Davis. Yeah, lost so that's to- it's the Laker town. I feel like if Anthony Davis lost a toenail, I mean that'd be a month at least.
6: <laughs> man, stop, Jeez, man. right? Thank stop. you, Don't so fall no for that. Leave
0: I mean, AD month.
1: alone, Allen. Yeah,
0: I mean, Allen, he's hooping through injuries. I felt like I was watching soccer I mean, truncated minutes on the court, just playing there. I heard what Bart
6: said, Allen. I heard what Bart said.
0: Yeah, we had some tussing on it.
6: <laughs> no, nah, he's like saw. He saw. Stop. He yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's, that's definitely part of the conversation. But he is a great player. But anyways, always great to catch up with you. Thanks so much, Sinead. Good luck. Go get Thank it, girl. You guys go so get much. it. Let's luck, go Appreciate y'all.
6: Y'all be easy.
0: Okay. Again, ESPN Films One Forty Four premieres tonight, nine oh. p.m. Eastern on ESPN, and the film we've made available on ESPN Plus, of course, immediately after its premiere. So what do we got coming up? A little A to Z action? Is that what we're doing next? More A to Z, the dark night, everything else? That's coming up. I thought it's you, Jay. It's not you? Excuse me? You're pointing at the key. I don't have it's anything. You're trying to throw
1: me off. I don't have anything. You do. Yes, you do. Good, Good nose. There you go. Now, when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities, Key. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Good year, more driven. The Broncos pick up
0: quarterback Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers. What do you make
5: of this quarterback room in Denver? Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. I think it puts Drew Locke on notice. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash unsportsmanlike.
4: If you're on the course, you know that golf gets so much harder when you're not comfortable. Elevate your game with the TASK Performance Clubhouse Collection made with highly technical fabric blends created exclusively for the TASK brand. Amazingly soft, lightweight, breathable, durable, and versatile. TASK garments keep you fresh and comfortable all day on the course, in the office, or for travel. Task has harnessed the performance attributes of natural materials to deliver better apparel, made better, and for better experiences. The Clubhouse Collection features polos, shorts, pants, and layering pieces in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Task's Clubhouse Collection will have you turning heads on and off the green. The perfect mix of casual and active pieces. The clubhouse collection elevates the golf classics through innovative and functional fabrics and design. It's time to step up your game with golf attire that truly makes a difference. Check out better now at taskperformance.com. Use code sports to get 20% off. That's code sports at
6: tascperformance.com.
0: Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin, and right now you hear the music. It's time for A to Z. So you guys remember Matt Harvey, Dark Dark Knight, when he was with the dark Mets. Night. As we were talking about, you know, stars in New York. Jacob Degrom is a guy that we all argued you would not a lot of people would recognize him out of uniform in New York. Matt Harvey was somebody that everybody knew about, but even he at times. Would go uh, unrecognized, but he will be recognized as he will return, or did return, to the Mountain City Field for the first time in three years and nine days. Three standing ovations from Met fans. He was the All Star starter in the All Star game at City Field in 2013. That was really the height. Also, helped lead the Mets to the World Series in 2015. Famously staying in the game where a lot of people felt he should have won in the stay, and then once he blew the lead you realize that was a mistake. Um, he's now with the Orioles. He allowed a season-high seven runs and eight hits and four and a third, however, with one walk and four strikeouts. So here he is talking about being back at City Field and the reaction from the Mets fans.
3: You know, I didn't really know what to expect, and, and what they gave me, um, what the fans gave me out there was was pretty incredible. I, I had, was holding back tears. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. It was, it was pretty hard holding them back and reminded me of uh, – you know, a lot, really, a lot of the good memories, and and uh, coming off the field with you know an ovation like that, it brought a lot back, and it was it was very special to me. Something I'll something I'll never forget.
0: Here is a guy that really got caught up in the stardom of being someone like at that level in New York, dating models, you know, being seen, all that stuff, while also performing at a very high level. Then had an amazing fall off, where he just couldn't do it anymore. They ended up moving on from him. He was pretty much almost out of baseball. And working his way back. So he and forgot
2: to stop by Barnes and & Noble and pick up the Jeter book.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That,
2: oh, how, sorry, and man. actually, Jeter was someone that in, he idolized. And how to
1: do it yeah. in New York. The right way. The right way. It's hard to not get lost in all that glitz and glamour, man, that sports brings to the table. You know that. No, he's an example no, hard, of how man. can eat you alive. You've been waiting your whole life. Like, all of a sudden, you get, you're meeting all these people. You're living this life. You're like, whoa. Yep. Like, that's not normal.
0: And remember, he's also from the area. He's a Connecticut guy. So, you know, he oh, knew about a, New basically York. he was at exactly. home. Yeah, and so you have that going on, so all your boys, right, all your friends. And the stardom just came really fast for him. And he is that example, though, maybe the cautionary tale of how you can have that rise to stardom here and you could feel like you own the city, but then the city feels like it owns you and you're pulled in so many different directions. How about this out of um, – well, it's Denver now, but out of Carolina. So Teddy Bridgewater, who you know was traded from Carolina after they decided to go with Sam Darnold – he threw some criticism at how the Panthers practiced last season. So he told Bryant McFadden and Patrick Peterson in the all things covered CBS Sports Podcast that it was that it was different the way they practiced in Carolina. And it was especially with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator. Take a listen to how he explained it.
2: I'll just say this for for Joe Brady's growth, I think, man, like that organization they'll have to like just practice different things. You know, in, in in different ways. um like one of the things we didn't do much of when I was there, we didn't practice two minute really. We didn't practice red zone. You know, what? so it was the most yeah. important well, thing.
1: What? What? <laughs> That's
2: what you mean, used you to know. have a whole a whole day devoted for two minute in yeah. red zone. That's Thursday like, practice. Eight. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I guess the game is becoming about science, you know, and yeah. trying to keep guys healthy. So yeah. uh, you, you didn't practice on Fridays there, but you walk through like the red, you walk through the red zone stuff. And then Saturday you come out and practice red zone, but you only get like 15 live reps and guys. Oh, reps that's all the way so yeah, that was, a, you were going to fail. So what does situation? that mean for Sam
0: Donald
1: who needs
0: still to be developed? What's that
1: mean about Matt rule?
0: Well, it could be
2: – they could have learned from the Teddy Bridgewater failed experience and then apply that to Sam Darnold and get better at it. Uh, you heard those guys right there. It's like, huh? Yeah, their reaction It doesn't even sound – doesn't make sense. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even make – it doesn't even sound right. The fact that Teddy Bridgewater, out of all people, is even saying anything tells me that that might be factually true. Because Teddy's not – that's just not who he is. No, he wouldn't he, he's not make gonna, it up. No, he's not going to make – that's not – no, Teddy's not making it up. He's not pointing fingers. But what he's not going to allow them to do is try to make him an scapegoat for what their failures. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not practicing red zone and you're not practicing two-minute, then well, – They said they're walking through. And no, you, you can't. get a
0: handful of reps on Saturday.
2: You can't. Think about it, a handful, maybe 15 reps. Mm-hmm. There's other guys that got to get those reps too. And you're only going to run over a handful of plays Saturdays Or walk-throughs, you you run out, you do special teams, walk-through, you go back in, you're only out on the field for like a damn hour. Right. And that's walk-through just to kind of get a visual before you go play your game on Sunday. I'm I'm shocked that So what would be
0: a typical, like how much time would you typically put into red zone, two-minute? Red zone is
2: a whole day, basically. Mm. Because you go red zone period and seven on seven. Then you might do... Red zone, or I don't know how the schedule would go, but typically you would have red zone seven on seven, one-on-one red zones against the DBs and the receivers and the tight ends and the linebackers and the running backs. Then you go 11-on-11 red zone where you're the running game, the play action. So you basically have a whole day dedicated for the red zone. And that most likely will be on a Friday. Most likely on a Friday. And in that process, you also got two minutes. And your two-minute drill is going to be up and back, up and back, Mm -hmm. up and back, situational football at that point in time. You may not go through all of your two-minute, right? You may not go through every play in two minutes, but you're going to go through situations in two minutes. All of a sudden, there's 30 seconds left on the clock. It's uh, third and 16. Here's what we need. We need, uh, I forgot, Max Cafe XQ. We want you to go to the ex Keyshawn. You run that tight split, boom, 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 we go. Now the second group comes, they're right behind us. They're going. The third group comes, then you turn around and you. It's like, but what are you, you have, coaching
0: and doing? It's one thing if you have a Teddy Bridgewater who's been around the league now, he's a, he's a veteran. It's another thing to have a Sam Darnold who still seems like he's got to be molded and, and needs more development what, time.
1: Also, what would lead Teddy to say that? I mean, that obviously yeah lets you know that there's something yeah, something bothered, there about is
0: clearly bo- yeah, clearly he didn't For like sure. it, so it's something certainly keep an eye on. And Joe
1: Brady
2: needs to grow like he said. Because mm-hmm. Joe Brady was a fast riser coming out of LSU. It wasn't like he put in
0: his dues to become an offensive coordinator in of national football. Yeah, you know, this will definitely get to them oh, that yeah. this was said, and they wonder if they will then have a conversation. If I'm Matt Rule, I would have a conversation with Hey, you know, maybe we should rethink this. <laughs> they already probably you know, started especially that. Especially with this young quarterback, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Panic or hype for your NFL team, plus a reunion, a year in the making. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app.
5: Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e bikes the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes, and one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-Ebikes.com.